Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease, and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm data editor Alex Zank, and we're in Iowa City, Iowa for the Dealership Mind Summit. Welcome to On the Record. Here's what's impacting the ag equipment industry. The latest rounds of earning reports are showing some of the best earnings many industries have seen since the recession. The Wall Street Journal and other business publications are reporting that profits at S&P 500 companies jumped an estimated 23.5% in the three months through June. And based on second quarter earnings reports, it looks as if farm equipment manufacturers are following that same trend. Besides reporting a 20% increase in net ag equipment sales in the second quarter and nearly 18% for the first half, other encouraging news coming from CNH Industrial's July 26th earnings report is its solid ag equipment order book going into the second half of the year. The company reported its order book is up approximately 15% compared to the year prior. And overall, the company announced consolidated revenues of about $8.1 billion for the second quarter of 2018, up 15% compared to the same period of 2017. Net sales in its industrial activities were $7.6 billion during the period up 16% compared to 2017. Now, the company attributed the improved farm equipment sales to a favorable end-user demand environment, with North American row crop industry demand up 9% in high-horsepower tractors and 26% in combines. And despite the solid first-half performance, CNH Industrial didn't increase its outlook for the full year, estimating $28 billion in consolidated revenues for all of 2018. Sluggish sales in South America didn't dim AECO's overall results as improving sales of farm machinery in its North American and European regions set the tone for AECO Corp in the second quarter of 2018. And the company reported net sales of $2.5 billion in the quarter, that's up 17.2% versus the same period of the previous year. Net sales for the first six months of 2018 were approximately $4.5 billion, an increase of nearly 20% compared to the same period in 2017. And net sales in the North American region increased 28% in the first six months of 2018, compared to the same period of 2017. Precision Planting, which EGO acquired in the fourth quarter of 2017, contributed sales of nearly $83 million in the first half of 2018. The largest increases were in sprayers, high horsepower tractors, and hay tools. EGO expects net sales in 2018 to reach $9.3 billion, up slightly from its previous outlook. And through the first half of 2018, Kubota Corp reported overall revenues increased by 7%, or around $500 million, versus the first six months of 2017 to $8.1 billion. Revenue from Kubota's farm and industrial machinery, which accounts for nearly 83% of the company's total revenue and includes farm equipment, agricultural-related products, engines, and construction machinery, increased by 7.6% for the same period in the prior year to $6.7 billion. And in the six-month period ending June 30th, Kubota said overseas revenue increased by 8.1% to $5.3 billion. Revenue generated in the U.S. during the second quarter of this year totaled around $1.2 billion versus roughly $1.1 billion, an increase of 8%. During the first half of the year, U.S. revenue was $2.1 billion compared to just under $2 billion during the first six months of 2017, that's up 9%. 
Alamo Group reported on August 1st that it produced both record net income as well as record net sales for both its second quarter and the first half of 2018. Net sales for the quarter came in at $257 million, up nearly 21%, as the agricultural division's net sales increased by nearly 9%. The company also said its backlog, as of August 1st, stood at $220 million, up 40% versus the second quarter of 2017. Farm and off-road tire and wheel maker Titan International reported net sales were up by 18% year-over-year, the company's sixth consecutive year-over-year quarterly increase. Net sales for the second quarter of 2018 were $429 million versus $364 million for the same period in 2017. For the first six months, net sales reached $854 million, an increase of 18.3%. The agricultural segment of Titan International's business was up by 8.1%. Rocky Mountain Dealerships, Canada's largest ag equipment dealer which handles Case and New Holland branded equipment, reported that its total second quarter sales increased by nearly 28%, or $66 million to $303 million versus $237 million in the same period of last year. According to the dealership group, this was a new company record for second quarter sale of new equipment which grew by 46% year over year. Used equipment sales were up by 18%, and sale of parts rose by nearly 4.5%. Gross profit for RME increased by 7.3%, or $2.6 million, to $38 million, compared to $36 million for the same period in 2017. And also on a positive note, Rocky Mountain noted that used equipment sales levels outpaced trade-ins, allowing the dealership to draw down used equipment inventory on a sequential basis despite the trade-in volume associated with record second quarter new equipment sales. And this week's dealers on the move include Rocky Mountain Dealerships, Murtech Harvest Center, Gooseneck Implement, and P&K Equipment. Earlier this week, RME announced they had entered into an agreement to acquire the business assets of Moody's Equipment, a New Holland dealer based in Alberta. The acquisition is subject to a number of conditions, including approval by New Holland. Kloss dealer Murtek will begin operations at the Boyle, Mississippi location of Thompson Agriculture and will distribute all Kloss products in portions of Mississippi and Tennessee. The Boyle store is Murtek's fourth harvest center location in the Delta and will become its Mississippi headquarters. John Deere dealer Gooseneck Implement has acquired Dakota Farm Equipment's five store locations in North Dakota. This brings Gooseneck up to 13 retail locations, including its business center in Minot, North Dakota. And P&K Equipment is acquiring Grissoms, a neighboring John Deere dealer with five locations throughout Oklahoma. These stores will join P&K's 13 existing locations, which include 11 in Oklahoma and two in Arkansas. And now here's James DeGraff with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Alex. Over the past few months, Seedmaster Manufacturing and sister company Dot Technology Corp finalized the hiring process for new corporate leadership. Leah Olson, who also serves as president of the Agriculture Manufacturers of Canada, will serve as CEO, while Jeffrey Brusa will bring 15 years of Saskatchewan-based finance and leadership experience into the CFO role. The transition comes off the heels of the autonomous Dot Power platform being introduced to shortline manufacturers. Over the past year, companies such as Raven Industries and Patterson Liquid Systems reached agreements to design equipment for the diesel-powered dot attachment, which is intended to navigate machinery in lieu of a tractor. Norbert Bojo, president and founder of Seedmaster and Dot, 
says several Seedmaster implements have also been designed as DOT compatible, with successful examples including a land roller, grain cart, and seating unit. The attachment is remote controlled if adjustments are needed and incorporates hydraulics, GPS, and satellite mapping concepts to navigate a variety of machinery. Crucial to DOT success, Bojo adds, is convincing farmers that bigger isn't always better when it comes to improving equipment, and if growers can embrace autonomy and significant changes to their setup, it'll pay off in the long run. The tractor to me is obsolete. It's too inefficient and there's better ways. Seedmaster has built drills for many years and we've been building bigger and bigger and bigger drills. And we were the first in North America to build a 100-foot seeder quite a few years ago. And as an engineer and as a farmer, the inefficiencies of those large pieces of equipment were weighing on me heavily. So about three years ago, I was dwelling only on that. How can we improve on efficiencies? Because it wasn't gonna be a 120-foot seater. The bigger and bigger equipment have been developed primarily because there's a shortage of expert help on farms. You've got these half million dollar pieces of equipment or a million dollar pieces of equipment. You have to select the operator very carefully and when you do that, you have to have him cover as many acres as you can. But when you take that out of the formula, all of a sudden you look around and if you make it autonomous, then all you're looking at is, well, what's the most efficient for the farmer? While currently available on a limited format, the DOT Power Platform is expected to expand its market availability in 2019. If farmers adapt to autonomy the way Bojo envisions, Perhaps we'll see a new definition to typical machinery in the years to come. Back to you, Alex. Thanks, James. German tillage tool sprayer and seeder manufacturer Horsch has launched its U.S. demonstration farm in Downs, Illinois. The 160-acre former Bex Hybrids facility is now called the Horsch AgriVision Farm. Ag Equipment Intelligence was on hand for the company's first field days event in late July. The new facility will be used to trial and demonstrate different agronomic, crop, and rotation options to stimulate learning among U.S. growers and not just provide a showcase for horse products. That's according to Bruce Hart, General Manager of Horse North America. I think you've, you noticed that we didn't talk a lot about the machinery itself, which uh, again, we feel it differentiates ourselves. We want to talk more about what uh, challenges the farmer has and how we perhaps as a company and through our products can help solve those uh, problems or challenges that the customer has, hopefully better than anyone else. The opening of the demo farm signals Horsch's continuing effort to substantially grow its North American business, eventually quadrupling its sales. Uh, we're a growing company. Of course, we're affected by the downturn like everybody else was over the last three or four years, but uh, we're a $25 million company, you know, and have aspirations to, to grow that significantly over the next four to five years to eventually become a $100 million company. That's the goal what the family has for us. Horsch's international business employs 2,000 people and has produced $600 million in worldwide sales. And recently, the Trump administration announced an aid package that would provide short-term relief for farmers who are feeling the effects of the ongoing trade disputes between the U.S. and other countries. The plan authorizes up to $12 billion in programs to assist agricultural producers to meet the cost of disrupted markets, according to the USDA. And the announcement had an immediate effect, with investors and industry officials expressing optimism about their prospects in the near term. 
The Wall Street Journal reported shares of farm equipment makers got a boost after the Trump administration announced the aid package. We also spoke with some equipment dealers during the 2018 Dealership Mind Summit, which was ongoing as the news broke of the aid package. Leo Johnson, president of Johnson Tractor in Janesville, Wisconsin, said the aid will likely translate to a more positive outlook from customers. Well, I think there should be an immediate impact on our customers and our business. I think that right now, uh, all of our customers are suffering from a, uh, you know, a little bit of a stagnation and, and, and feel that you know, the, their, their government isn't really uh, supporting them. And, and um, uh, you know, the whole tariff thing has kind of got everybody a little bit down in the dump. So I think that uh, um, I believe that uh, it'll be an immediate impact, uh, if nothing else, just for their attitude. And now from the Implement and Tractor Archives. Case IH entered the American Bicentennial Celebrations of 1976 with a limited edition Spirit of 76 livery on the new 1570 two-wheel drive tractor. Around 200 of the 1570 Spirit tractors were built, plus a handful of 1370 and 446 Spirit garden tractors were assembled, and that's primarily for the use in the 1976 Racine, Wisconsin Bicentennial Parade. This particular tractor is on display at the Case IH Racine Experience Center. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments or story suggestions to kschmidt at lessermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.